It can't be that time of the week again. It is. It's the Bad Boy Running Podcast with your hosts, Jody Rainsford and David Hellard. It's David Hellard and Jody Rainsford. <laughs> What's your voice? Bad Boy What's your Running! Voice? We're boxing. We're boxing. Let's get ready to rumble. I was trying to make that sound more WrestleMania. It was good. Oh, it was good, wasn't it? I was quite, quite pleased with myself, especially how I held that note. I actually recently watched some wrestling videos online. Is it rest- which one's WrestleMania? Is that like the, the Olympics? <laughs> I don't think you get WrestleMania and the Olympics mixed up. But in ter- is, is WrestleMania, because my darts team, we had a darts match, a reunion last week, yeah. and... We all we typically would have you'd, you'd have league matches that you'd be playing against other teams, but then we'd come together to have our own internal games, and they would always be darts, as always wrestling themed. So we had King of the Ring. Oh, I uh, see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah, WrestleMania is the is the Olympics. Of course, it is. Yeah, is the Olympics. Okay. Yes, oh, so absolutely. What's, so what's King of the Ring? Because we had Lord of the Board. So King of the Ring. These were those are like. Um... Almost like seasonal sub. They're still big matches, but they're somewhat because they WWE like split into different brands, or at least it was when okay. I was when I was still covering it. Yeah. So because um, yeah. there's one where every two minutes someone else would come in and join the fight. Oh, that's it. That was. Uh, oh, do you know what? I can't remember the names of all the things. But that Royal Rumble. So yeah, so they had Royal Rumble, SummerSlam. They had a load of other ones. Um, Oh, I can't remember what they were. Because I was, I was looking something. I can't remember. I was looking another video up, and it starts this one wrestling match, which was amazing. It started with about thirty people in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> they just go crazy. It's like a Game of Thrones scene, and they all just go mental. And I think if you get thrown out, that's it. Oh. That's how you. That's how you're eliminated. But everything else is. Oh, they choreographed. It's amazing. I mean, I. Have you ever been? Have you ever been to see like a, one of those wrestling matches for real? I mean, I, I used to. Have, some of us off school ground fights were pretty intense. In fact, my friend Ying Yang, he was obsessed with WWF, so he used to practice on everyone all the the pile drives and different moves. So in a way, yes, but in, in another way, in no. another way, no, I've never seen anything. <laughs> when it changed from WWF to WWE. So have you been? I've been to WrestleMania five times. <laughs> Wow, were you the guy in the pants at the beginning that they're like, who's going to win? This guy you've never seen before in normal pants or the ultimate warrior. No, no, the million million dollar man. I was one uh, recently at a marketing event. I was speaking yeah. and I was introduced as million dollar man. And I came out to the million dollar man's music, theme music. So I came out to a, a wrestling theme. So did everyone there think you were a millionaire? Everyone was going, we're, we don't understand any of this wrestling stuff. It makes no <laughs> sense whatsoever. Why is this person coming out to this weird cackling music? Yes. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, anyway, how are you? It's a good intro. It's already got, got us completely off track. Well, we're still, we're still talking sort of. Actually, there's probably more running involved, more sport talk involved in WrestleMania than there is in a normal episode of Bad Boy Running. So... That's true, because they, they often run round the actual stadium, and then it, it, I mean the, the number of times it gets out of the ring, and they're just chasing each other. It's quite 
Austin, I don't I know what you... Dude, you're thinking of Benny Hill. That's not WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, this, which has better acting. It's hard to say. <laughs> but anyway... What, Sped up. That would be pretty awesome, actually. Sped up. Um, rest, sped up WWE to the to the music of of Benny Hill. In fact, <laughs> in fact, pretty much any sport would be better sped up to the music of uh, Benny Hill. Yeah, that would be amazing, actually. That would be especially as WWE has the the women that come in as well. So it it's probably truer to a Benny Hill sketch. The than, divas. Yeah, but it's a, an. I reckon a triathlon set to Benny Hill music would be pretty entertaining. Most in my head, every time I see someone doing a triathlon, it is pretty much set to Benny Hill theme. Anyway, that or Steptoe yeah. and Son. I can't think of the tune for that. But uh, ding, anyway. ding, 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 ding. Actually, that's more oh, that would take forever. Ultra pace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the plodding. So, have you been altering yourself this uh, this last week? <laughs> Oh, what a segue! So, you're so funny, aren't you? You're so funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, enough about all my running exploits. What about you? How have you been? No, going how, on? So, are you still out then? Is is the injury still lingering? Actually, I've had a period of about two weeks. Yeah. When I haven't had that injury, I haven't I haven't felt any pain, and that's okay. because I've had tonsillitis instead. <laughs> <laughs> So if you go out and someone just punches you really hard on the arm, then you'll be able to run through the I pain. Do. It's weird, that isn't it? I got, I have I have like pain. You 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 get an infection somewhere, and then it takes all the pain away from an area that that generally hurts. And then as soon as like my tonsillitis is, uh, is I wouldn't say it's been cured, but it's gone. The pain comes back. Yeah. Oh no! So you weren't healed. You were just. I just was, displacement I therapy. I should have got out. I should have got out and done a few ultras while I had tonsillitis. <laughs> that would have been the key. <laughs> Is that why you've been kissing so many girls? Because you're you're desperate to get tonsillitis again. Absolutely, absolutely. Girls, boys, whatever. In fact, in fact, I was anticipating this, and I've recently read about a um, this new organisation that I thought, oh, given. Yeah. That lovely Libby is now stepping in as the runner in your family. Yeah, she could get involved. It's called uh, This Mum Runs. You heard of it? No. Don't, sounds, what's that look for? Sounds, Why do you this, look so dejected? Know, is this sound one in a long line of? Is this like a one-person movement or something? What is it? What is it? I think it. In it's fact, always some variation on a girl, some some girl running, some fat person running, some angry person running or yeah there's always something wrong which one's the angry one i want to know the angry <laughs> one know, that's, that's how wouldn't you run isn't it <laughs> angry man running <laughs> that would be such a good just running along ah, <laughs> ah. <laughs> especially the strawberry milkshake combination of that would be incredible that would be benny hill Oh. No, it, it didn't start. I was I was reading about it, and yeah, I get the I get a little bit fatigued by all the the worthiness, fake worthiness out there. Um, I yeah, I get I get totally fatigued by other people um, having some of the spotlight on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not right. It's what? not fair. <laughs> people are looking at this; they're not looking at us. What the hell? <laughs> For this one, I, I was reading about it because it, it came up in an advert. Actually, I think they're. They're raising on a Cedars website of some sort. And she started off as someone, she, I, I read her little kind of background. It said that she was really sporty at university 
and leaving university. But then since she had a kid, she just found it impossible to find time to actually to do sport. And so she posted on Facebook saying, I'm going to run at eight o'clock at night in this park. Um, come along if you're another mum. And something like 67 mums turned up. I mean, I'm a bit sceptical about that number because... Um, I mean, even with all our organisation of the park run stuff, we got about four people. <laughs> so she's she's either friends with everyone, or else maybe she organised it at a time when there just happened to be a lot of mums there. But it, it's it's then it's become quite an impressive movement. She she has kind of three hundred people turn up, and they go for. Well, I think what's different is it's very time specific, where it's times that mums can actually run, and so. She's applied to Sports England to get funding for some of the mums to become coaches because right. they want to keep it, you know, quite a nice. They want, they think it, it makes a big difference to have mums trained by mums rather than having some coach coming in who they can't really empathise in the same way. And it now looks like it's expanding across the UK. So I reckon Libby should become a mum for for this mum runs. It's funny, isn't it? Because this really goes back to us talking about running clubs. I mean, how we've got all running clubs out there. And, you know, yeah. and they don't start at a sensible time. They start at like seven o'clock or something. It's like, and even actually, this is the thing that Libby found, um, like personal trainers and outdoor fitness things and stuff like that. The times yeah. that they decide to put these things on are ridiculous. Like 6.45 or seven <laughs> o'clock or, you know, it's just as a, as a mum, you can't do anything till eight o'clock. Like children in bed, yeah. seven, seven thirty, and you can't do anything till eight o'clock. And so, yeah, it's like it's so simple to work out that you don't put on these things until people are available to do it. And so that was probably the first time someone said, "Okay, let's do something at eight o'clock, which is a sensible time, rather than some PT or some running person going." Well, by eight o'clock, I want to be, you know, back. Well, I guess home no or one's. That's it. It's, it's just. It's no so one's tailoring for mums, though, are they? Absolutely. I mean, our running club. I mean, it, it, you say it's obvious now, but no one in our running club would have even thought of that because. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, I'd say most running club members are the majority of men anyway, and their the main concern is at what time is the earliest we can do it, where most people can still get out of work and get here. Yeah. To then think of actually, because suddenly if you start at eight, well, let's say eight thirty because some people come later then you're finishing at 9 9.30 um, so when people if they're going to eat when they're going to eat it becomes complex they eat before they eat afterwards but that's why I think Libby should become this mum runs Brighton are you going to sign her up for it? no <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, I'm going to private so, message Liz. she had to be fair she's been out like three four times a week um, and she's now she- signed up she's now signed up to do a 10k but the difficult situations come up where she goes, I'll do a 10K, but will you run it with me? And okay. so I'm like... Is that difficult? Well, you know it's like running with someone who's slower than you. Um, yeah, but it, it's fine. Oh, come on, it's a 10K. It's not like you've got to run an ultra. Yeah, no, you, I know. You can... It's fine, it's fine, but, you know... I don't no, know. no, 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 in fact, you, you don't worry, you don't worry. I think the do-batters will step up. I think there's a do-batter out there who is more than happy to run... And to, to potentially woo the lovely, the wonderful, the charming Libby Rainsford, you're going to have 50 minutes of time. No, no, time she, needs, she, needs me to to coach, she needs me to coach her through it. 
I'm you not going to through it. Uh, do you know, actually, I almost told you the race, which would have been a total error. <laughs> I just <like> <laughs> now, of um, <laughs> turning up for a 10K and it'd be lined with people with milkshakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. She would love that. If, you, if you're running slightly far apart. I mean, if that's a way you can get out of running with her, just turn up and get 15 milkshakes on you in the first kilometre and she'll say, <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. If you don't want to run with me anymore... I'll be okay. <laughs> no, no, That's I, good motivation. No, no, I like I like the idea that she's doing a ten k. It is good. It's um, I'm slowly I'm I'm slowly trying to trick her into running a marathon. She says that she never wants to run a marathon, which I can, I just can't understand. I can't understand why any people go. Oh, I just don't want to run a marathon. And you're just like, I can. They're really hard. Yeah, but you've got to do what? I always think going above that twenty miles. That's yeah, something different to you. You have to remember, she's seen the state of, of you and other running friends. And she also has seen how hard some of us train. And the 10K, you can just turn up for. You can train incredibly hard for it as well. But it's that you're never going to get to the point in the 10K when you almost can't stand and you're worried you're going to shit yourself. <laughs> well, I hope you aren't. I mean, maybe I if you... you... You don't know a lot about childbirth, do you? <laughs> you don't do you don't through, childbirth in public. She's been through childbirth. Well, we, we she's been through childbirth twice, and so that's a right. Well, she likes to make out that that's a pretty difficult thing. Although I did love the fact that when we were doing NCT, the midwife. Um, I don't, I've probably said this before, but I'm going to say it again because it's funny to me. Um, so it said to her, you know, childbirth is really hard. It's like running a marathon. And I'm sat there going, 30 of those, thank you very much. <laughs> Did you say that? Yeah. <laughs> so Brilliant. If she, if she can go through childbirth, she can run a marathon. Easily. Well, that's why she doesn't want to do it. Because if someone said to me, would you go through childbirth and at the end of it, you'll get this little crappy medal and a T-shirt. I'd say, well, hell no. Wouldn't no childbirth be better if you did get a little crappy medal and a T-shirt? And you <laughs> could hold it up to her while she's, <laughs> come on, push Libby, think of the medal. Think, you're staining the T-shirt. Oh, oh. What would be on the front of it? The consultant comes in and puts a, one of those, the, what's it called, foil things around you and puts a, gives you a, a banana and a, and a bottle of uh, For Goodness Shake. What would it say on the T-shirt? Wouldn't that be better than than that awful like bounty bag full of leaflets and crap that they give him, you know, with a couple of uh, nappies and stuff like that? It would be much better, much better if if births were set up a little bit like the end of a marathon, not Edinburgh marathon. Otherwise, people would. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you need water throughout. (laughs) Um, You you need your finishing times. Yeah, you don't want to end up because a mile the of the baby? Where you need to Oh, we're not releasing that. We're not releasing that information. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, so fair play on Libby, Libby then. So she's stepping up to the plate. Yeah, she's stepping up. So, and I think I, I don't know if she's asked me to run it with her just to try and coax me back into actually running again. I think, I think I'm very close to, to actually doing it again. Okay, well, we're, we're gonna, my plan is we had an offer from um, a guy called Doug the Beard, who's what? legendary. <laughs> Doug, Doug the, the Beard. Beard. Yeah, he's just he's known as the Beard or Doug the Beard. Um, when you say the Beard, what type what what type of beard are we talking here? Like a how many types of beards are there? What? Not an anal beard. No, no <laughs> as in 
gay man with a with a wife. That type of oh. thing. Oh, oh, I've never thought about that. <laughs> Does that explain I, a lot? I don't know much about Doug's personal circumstances. I, I think he's married. I'm pretty sure. If you were he's in the not... closet, being called Doug the Beard is is a pretty open <laughs> way of like. Coming out. <laughs> Why are you called the Beard? Oh, I don't know. Because it's fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think it's more to do with he's got a big beard. Oh, oh clever. Yeah, it's, it's not the most imaginative it. name, but he had a beard before. Everyone had a beard. Oh, it was a pre-hipster beard. Yeah, it's not a hipster beard. It's like a, it's a Viking beard. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he he's invited you to run. Oh, he's invited me to run. Yeah, to run the Dirty Dozen, which is is one of the top obstacle race. Um, in fact, I think I talked about it last year when I, I did my ankle, because um, I was I went to to one of their races, um, and ankle. it's brilliant. We haven't talked about your ankle in such a long time. I know. It's, I it's, like, uh, it's I wonderful. felt like I just heard about a friend day. It felt like we were on Friends Reunited or something. Like, oh, <laughs> Hello, well, old I've tweaked friend. it several times, <laughs> but I've, I've tweaked it only enough that it just hurts a bit. And it's, just, it's getting stronger. It's getting better. I've got a big race coming up this weekend, and that's going to be the test. But I th- the downhills are going to potentially be my my undoing what but... sorry, sorry okay i want to go back to doug the beard because doug the beard good. yeah but so what you're saying here is that you've almost you've taken a holiday off your ankle injury during the mds and now yeah and now now the ankle's back it's not back yet it's not back yet, <laughs> but, he's but not... you're planning it for it to make a comeback he's in the corner of my eye but i've and even on the mds i did turn it slightly but I, but i've Previously, where I would have turned it and had to stop and been jumping on one leg, screaming, going, fuck, fuck, fuck. I've, um, I've slightly turned it, and it's been strong enough that it's hurt. But I've just been like, okay, that's just a tweak, and it's fine. So even now, it's a little bit tender. But it's, uh, I'm hopefully, as long as I don't have a major um, ankle turn in the next kind of two, three months, I think I'm out of the woods. Okay, so before we get back onto Doug the Beard... Doug the beard, yeah. Um, what is the race that you're doing then? You uh, oh, this weekend. Yeah. Oh yes. So um, did I didn't mention it last week. Man versus lakes. Yes. Yes. I don't. Oh. So I've heard of like man versus train, man versus yeah. horse. Surely you'll win against the lakes, in as it's a static body of water. I mean, depends if it's. Yeah, I, I assume so. But that's the thing. The marketing's quite confusing because. <laughs> It's done by Rat Race, who are the guys behind Man vs. Mountain. And Man oh, okay. vs. Mountain, you know what that means. I mean, it's, there's going to be a mountain, and you're going to run over it. Man vs. Lakes is the Lake District. But I think some people have signed up, potentially thinking it's, it's a run-swim. <laughs> but there will be swimming. Oh, there is swimming. You're, yeah, because on Man vs. Mountain, there's a water assault course at the end. Oh, wait a minute. Is Man vs. Mountain the one that you won? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had that, you didn't you have to abseil? Yeah, oh god. <laughs> oh no, I don't, I don't think there's abseiling this one. Too, you were coming through it too quickly, weren't you? Before they got set ready. You were doing it too quickly. Yeah, that's right. They, they didn't have the timing mats out for and, the vertical and, kilometer. And you absolutely offended everyone that had ever done it before. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was it. 
Well, hopefully I win this time. It's it's a kind of it's a similar setup. Actually, you should see the route for it. So they always try and do something a little bit different. So is this and this is a this is a race that's been going on for a while? Then it's not new. No, it's, it's the first time they're doing it. Oh, so where so whereabouts in Lake District? What where what range or whatever? I'll quickly check. You see, I didn't realise how big the Lake District is. <laughs> Because, I mean, I've been to the Red Light District. I've been to a few other districts. District Line. But District this, line. Yeah, this, so this starts, and if you see the route, it doesn't make any sense. Because it starts near a place called... It's covered Sandel, And it goes... It actually, the first few kilometres are across the sea. What? So it starts... It, yeah, it runs. It's, it's near... Down from Milnthorpe. I'm just reading these names out from the map, I don't know, the, the, the Arnside, uh, Amside, and, um, and you cross over when the tide is out to Grange over Sands. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of that up there that you can do. Oh, it's man, there, it's, that's amazing. it's very shallow then, well, the water. Well, Morecambe, Mor- you can do that at Morecambe, um, yeah. you, there's, a, there's a run across Morecambe Bay um, when, the, when the, the tide goes out, and so you could do that. Oh man, that's amazing! Have you seen the, the route? Yeah. Oh, it's so amazing. cool. I was really confused because I looked at that having having uh, having signed up, and then I thought, I can't swim that. <laughs> There's no chance. <laughs> it's really far. Oh man, what's the distance? I think it's about three three k. No, no, no. It's, it's a whole the whole race. Oh, full marathon. Yeah. Oh, it's a full marathon. Oh, yeah. Man, that's great. It's gonna be it's gonna and, be punchy. And finishes at Windermere. Yeah, and the thing is as well, so you got this start which is going to be brilliant because yeah. it's it's one of those moments that you get in some races where there's a a self awareness of everyone in it of this is awesome, how awesome are we being? And you're almost running, looking at each other to just see everyone else's reaction to how cool it is. Um, but also, it's going to mess with people because. At the beginning of a marathon, you've got a sense of the pace you should go. There's a little bit of hesitation. Mountain marathons especially. This one, when you're running across the sand, you're going to be so excited. But at the same point, it's going to be pretty tough going underfoot. Yeah. And trying to pace that properly is going to be difficult. But it's, it's, because it's a rat race one, they're, they're, doing, um, they're doing all these extra features. So you've got to run for backpack. You've got to have quite a lot of equipment. Oh, okay. And you get into, so you go straight up well you do you know this area well i, I don't know yeah. what, what what range it is but you you go up i think almost a kilometer yeah um to wherever this is going over the top of do you, do you know what that hill that might be or oh no wait a minute i don't know i don't know south lakes too well um yeah it's quite the thing is it's quite flat well flattish relatively until you get towards yeah, until you start coming into where um, what's it called, the bottom of Windermere. Yes, yeah, so we started a place called Silverdale. You oh, heard of that see, before? So what? There's loads of like obstacles and stuff. Yep, the obstacles only come. So when we did Manvy Mountain, yeah, you 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 run Snowdon, you run down it, yeah, and there's 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 not much else on the way up. There's not you. It's it's a really nice route, but you don't go up down up down. You tend to just um, come up and down. But then they do this thing called the vertical kilometre, which is a, a, a one kilometre where you're running straight up another a quarry, uh, which is brutal. And then at the end, you go into the water obstacle course. In this one, 
because it's a marathon, they seem to have, have a similar time in which you come to the water course. Yeah. But then you've got to run on later. So no one really knows what it's going to be. It, it sounds as if they've got this ridiculous, um, it's almost a catapult that fires you into the water. I'm going to be bricking myself. So you, you run 20 miles by now. And it's, I think it, there's more ascent than there is in Manvi Mountain. So you've, you've done this huge hill, this huge climb, you've come down, you hit the water, then you get, fi- you get catapulted into it. And then all they've said is, it's our usual like japes and tricks so is this in the, the water. Is, is this the Swallows and Amazon crane swinger, you think? Yes! Yes! <laughs> That's what it's called. <laughs> oh, man. The trouble is that they, they've got... The, I mean, they, they invest heavily in their events. So they've got the money to make that ridiculous. Right. So normally, normally when someone says, we're going to do a stupid crane swing that you're going to be scared of, um, or that's going to fire you into the air, you think, yeah, fine, I'm going to go two metres. But when Rat Race say it, oh, you know it's going to be, oh, <laughs> it's gonna, oh I, that's, I'm going to have to do it as fast as I can. That sounds mad. I'm just going to be so. Oh. So, so basically, the so it's not necessarily swimming. It's just like a lot of water, a lot of water activity and japery. Yeah, so they'll, they'll right. I'm sure they have because they've for the dirty weekend they have a lot of, of obstacles in the water, little jetties you've got to climb on. They'll have monkey bars and the hang tough over the water. So they'll probably use, I'd imagine, similar equipment, but they always like to to spice things up a little bit, and they they never want anyone to really know exactly what's going to happen so you've got all of this and you imagine how much you're going to be cramping up it's going to be killer and it also sounds as if we're going in here with our backpacks because it says you need everything to be in a waterproof bag and that that your phone potentially will be getting wet so you need to put that in a bag so if you're doing all of this with i assume a life jacket and your backpack and you're going to be cramping up like crazy because you've just done ridiculous hills and um, all these mountains. Oh, wow. And then at the end of it, you've got the vertical kilometre, I think, oh. after all of that. And then slide to be... victory. Sli- oh, is that the finish? Yeah. Um, you know the route better than I do. Oh, that looks good. It's a good route. That's the, the, it's, it's really nice. Yeah, it's going to be really good. You're tempted really to come nice. up. It's re- oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I can't. I've got my leg and everything. Oh, oh you next know the leg, you know the, my leg and all that, my hip in this in that in what that water, no way. But it, I mean, it's it looks like it's going to be fully great. memorable. Yeah, that looks great. So, so I'm kind of tapering for that at the moment, um, and I think there'll be quite a few do batters there, kind of the Mudsicle crew, a few British military fitness race team, uh, well race group there. Fingers crossed. So we're gonna we're gonna try and have a bit of a night out afterwards because they always put on an event village and things. Okay, great. No, well, we'll hear how you get on next week. So, back to yeah. Doug the beard. The beard, Doug the beard. <laughs> he wants you to do the dirty dozen. I don't know what that is. You should Google that. It's the dirty dozen. It sounds it sounds filthy, to be honest. It is. It is properly filthy. We we start. What well, I didn't do the first year, but. He's got 12, I think it started with 12 obstacles that were showpiece obstacles. And you then, there's one in Wales, there's one uh, East London. Um, there's, so he's got a new venue for that, 
which is going to be wet and hilly. And um, I think it looks quite picturesque as well. Oh, oh this looks like it's Doug, Doug the Beard. This chap with the beard. <laughs> I told you, proper beard, isn't it? It is a proper beard. And he's got this thing called the Backyard Jam in his backyard. What? So he's built. It's, 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 it's probably the nearest thing to Ninja Warrior that I've seen. And it's yeah. all in his garden. So if you went down to his garden, you could spend, it would probably take eight minutes to do the course, just obstacles, um, hang tufts and stuff. If you're one of the best climbers, Ninja Warriors, obstacle racers in the world. If you're not, then you're going to get decimated by it. But um, but the, 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 um, the Dirty Dozens, it's got some really nice obstacles, but none of them are too challenging. They're all fun. Like, you're it's... saying this, and I'm looking at these pictures. <laughs> Which ones do you see? Well, I've really watched any of these pictures, and you're going, oh, they're not too challenging. But they, they all look pretty challenging to me. What? All right, I'm going to quickly Google it and see which no ones you're looking at. I can do any of this. Which one, what, what, which one are you looking at? Pretty much anything that comes up on the screen. <laughs> so you've got... I don't even see, know what that was happening in this one. There's like some barrels and some barbed wire. Okay, so the... Oh, yeah, so that's in the water. You've got to go underneath them. So you can do that. Oh, yeah, I can do it. I can go underneath stuff. That yeah, you've got... Bars. Is that the black dude in the green, green yeah, top? There's a lot of bars. Some, some uh, young lady going across some bars. Oh, I can do a net. I can go over a net, oh. I think. Yes, yeah, so, so those are, he's got these monkey bars. Um, they they go up like and down. There's a lot of monkey bars there. <laughs> looks... There are on that one. But the good thing is if you fall in, you just fall into water. Oh, brilliant. So, brilliant. I love that. Well, it, it's going to be a lovely sun, summer day. So it's quite nice. And then you've got the rope traverse. And then you've got to carry a log. You have a few walls. Yeah, it's a really good mix-up. But there's nothing there that you're, you're, you are you might not necessarily be able to finish all of it. I, don't, I, I doubt you'd be able to do the... Any of um, the first the monkey bars up and down but everything else you could do for sure but he's invited you to go along to one of his events there's one in wales there's what i i think i'd suggested maybe the london east is the best one for you but um i'll i'll coordinate the dates but yeah if we if if you're going to go to that let me know we'll get a do better presence for sure because they're really good events yeah no it looks good it looks good and he's also got loads of little how-to videos on YouTube of how to do a Irish table, how to do what? a um, so Irish. Is this, is this a structural <laughs> healing thing? It should be actually. An Irish table. So the it's Irish table is actually pretty hard. I, I, I've heard of Irish tables before obstacle racing. I don't know whether we've just adopted it. Or what is it? If What's we... an Irish table? So an Irish table is, if you imagine going up to a wall and you normally have to get over the wall, yeah. An Irish table is where it's almost an overhang. And so you've got the top of the wall hanging out, yeah. but then the it's got nothing beneath it. The the supporting structure is further back, which means you can't push off against the wall oh. to help lift yourself. So you've got to either leg hook or muffle up or um, just just try and clamber over. Right. But the I mean the good thing is about his events, it's not like um some races where they've finished with burpees or if you if you can't do it, you you know, you just you just carry on. Right, okay. Uh, okay. Not of your you know, not of your leading, but you know, if you're racing properly, but for for the majority of people it's just there for fun. Yeah, and they've got some really nice water <laughs> water obstacles as well. Got some really nice water obstacles. That sounds lovely. 
Yeah, they do. They're really, they're really funny. Yeah, you like oh, it. I'd love it if you if you said, okay, yeah, we're going to get you along to this like this obstacle course race, and uh, yeah, we've set it up, and it's, you know, it's, it's really good and everything. And then literally at every obstacle, you make me get on a bike and cycle to the next obstacle, which is me <laughs> doing something, then getting on a bike and then cycling to another obstacle. So you inadvertently make me do some kind of triathlon. Oh, we could add that in the fake triathlon. Yeah, it's like the triathlon you don't realise you're doing or something. That's uh... so, Doug. You had it here first. We're doing the dirty dozen duathlon. duathlon. Oh. <laughs> well, we'll check. We'll check um, dates and see if we can make it along. Because um, I'd love to see you in an obstacle race. Oh, I'm sure you would like to see me in an obstacle race. <laughs> People laugh at my technique. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you would. I'm not. I'm not totally averse to it. I just the thing is, I still don't understand. I still don't really get it. I've been watching a lot of Ninja Warrior. Um, yeah. But like the original Ninja Warrior. Oh, the Japanese one. Yeah. Oh my God. How's it differ? It seems to just all been made by some bloke out in his back garden. <laughs> <laughs> it probably is that. It's like there's like no health and safety or anything, and some of the some of the things are crazy. And the, the and it's just yeah, it's typically Japanese. It looks like it's, yeah, they've everyone's mental on it, and everyone yeah. absolutely yeah. loves it. They're falling into water, smashing their face on stuff, you know, <laughs> bleeding out of every orifice, and like 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 yeah, great, this is amazing. Oh, come back and do it again. Is it start? Like wipe it when they run on and go, Hiya, Yakita! And they just shout something, do a little move, and then run off. Is that like Japanese Welsh? Aya Yakida. <laughs> it is indeed. Okay. So actually this leads us this this is nicely onto um what we we're gonna talk about. Yeah. How how JD can train for his first obstacle race. Because we were we were talking about this and saying, okay, my my first obstacle race um, should have been four laps of winter nuts, but it doesn't sound like much training was involved because basically it was me going into the water, getting hypothermia, then being taken to hospital in an ambulance. <laughs> so if I <laughs> if I wanted to train for a, an obstacle course race, how would how would one do so? What would be? Well, I think I think we were going to call this episode "How to Train for Tough Mudder," just because. It's more likely to turn up in like Google search <laughs> rankings and all of that, even if we never mention them again. It's, so how to train for Tough Mudder? Yeah, how would I or... train? Let's suggest that I was going to run Tough Mudder. How would I train yeah. for Tough Mudder? It's a good. Well, the thing is, it's, it all comes down to how you approach it as well. Because how would I approach most, Tough Mudder? Well, most as in I'm some keyword, a, a lot of people. Would... I'm keyword stuffing now. Tough Mudder. How would I approach <laughs> Tough Mudder? <laughs> tough Mudder. Well, Tough Mudder. If you ask your mother about Tough Mudder, she, uh, it's a tough decision. But the um, a lot of people do these events in groups. And so actually, your approach is completely different. If you think you're going to be there with a group of friends and you're going round. Well, how? And how do, how, what, what difference does that make? Because a lot of the obstacles um, are... Well, Tough Mudder is slightly different in that some of their obstacles aren't really achievable by yourself. They've made them so oh, tall. Okay that you really need to get a leg up or but most obstacle races can be the the whole course can be completed by an individual and so if you're someone doing an obstacle course and your sole intent is to finish every obstacle by by yourself and the training you have to do is is a lot 
a lot harder, a lot more specific than if you're doing it with friends. Because actually, if you're doing it with friends and you're doing a Tough Mudder or you're doing a Spartan, a, um, a Dirty Dozen, Dirty Weekend, any of these ones, uh, you know, Judgment Day, then the main thing is you just need to be, be able to run the distance. Right. And everything else, you should be fine. So that's because you're saying as long as you, if you're with a group, as long as you can run the distance, everything else, everything else will fall into place. Because everything else will fall into place, right. absolutely. Because in these events, the they're, they're about the fun. That that's what's different to obstacle racing. It's why the community is so so lovely. I think it's because a lot of it is the challenge of finishing, and people are there to help you out. You're there doing it together. And worst case scenario, if you can't finish a particular obstacle. So what? You just go round it. Yeah. Okay. And so, what happens if one, you're the sort of person that has no friends, and two, you like to strip the joy out of everything you do because you take it too seriously? Is this is this a Venn diagram of Jamie? <laughs> <laughs> well, so yeah, so okay. The, well, let's, let's go. Let's go to the basis. So, I mean, it's going to be it's very difficult, isn't it, to say okay, this is how because every race you have to prepare for in a different way. The same is true of of, of like a, um, a a traditional running race, a traditional marathon, or you yeah. know, any race whatsoever. But let's say let's go for a sort of you know a standard. Uh, I mean, no, standard is a difficult term today. But um, you know, if you had to, yeah, say say I was a, a casual runner, what yeah. would be the the main things you'd say? that I'd need to start working. I mean, how, Leo, say eight weeks out or something like that, 12, eight weeks out. Yeah. I mean, the main, the, the biggest challenge, I think, for a lot of people that do obstacle racing yeah. is, is power to weight ratio. So you can even have some really strong guys who can struggle because actually, if you, if you look at people who are very good at it, people like Connor Hancock, John Albon, you know, Ross McDonald's, um, and uh, James Appleton, they're, none of them are huge guys. And the the hardest obstacles are all technical and upper body. Right. Where it's monkey bars would be the the, the simplest form. Um, so just being able to do pull ups or be able to hang is is quite it's quite hard for some people if you're a heavy guy. Yeah. Um, if you're a heavy female, and so actually losing weight is just just getting your weight down is really beneficial so it's true of running as well so improving your sort of strength to weight ratio is, is yeah really and, and the easiest way to do that is is to, to lose weight um so but the good thing is if you look at the people that do obstacle racing there are people of all shapes and sizes and if you think about the obstacles you're going to be coming up against a lot of the obstacles are easy if you've got the right technique and what, what you know again there's a huge difference between doing an obstacle and doing an obstacle quick quickly so for example the the classic obstacles tend to be your crawls right and explain. to be good at crawling to explain so, what, what the, does that involve so a crawl would typically be um under barbed wire yeah. or under woods or netting and it, it's just where you get your body down low and you you have to go underneath underneath something um the the, the best way to train for that actually is, is just building up your core muscles. So planks, side planks, sit-ups, oh, really? all those types of, yeah, because it's, it's all moving your core. Yeah. And, but de depending on, on what crawl it is, sometimes it's just quicker to roll. And instead of crawling along, 
you you go on your side. You, so you, you you go perpendicular to it, and you just roll and roll and roll and roll and roll. You get a bit dizzy, but the speed you can move is a lot faster. And also, if it's quite low, when you're crawling, you're going to be moving your body up and down. Whereas yeah. actually, when you're rolling, you're always just keeping the same height, and so you can then just fly through these some of these obstacles. Something else on a crawl as well. Quite often you'll get crawls through water yeah. or through big puddles. And then if you can semi-float your body, it's actually easier to just pull yourself along the bottom and float across it if you can. Or just half doggy paddle almost where you're kicking with your legs, you're pulling with your hands. But if not, a, a crawl everyone should hopefully be able to do and getting good at that. Practice certainly helps. Having strong glutes can help. Um, so that's squats, that's burpees, that's um, lunges, and then a good strong core. So that's that's one of the main obstacles. Another obstacle that is pretty common is uh, the. In fact, the great thing is because I've already loaded up the Dirty Dozen website, it keeps on reminding me what all the obstacles are. <laughs> It filters through the pictures. There are some very attractive women who do Dirty Dozen. I've got to say, this, this, the ones on their website, well done, Doug. He's, he's, certainly, he's certainly not appeared. He's got good, ch- he's got good taste, for sure. Um, but the, another one is it's a rope climb. And that can be sometimes in netting, where you get a huge net. Sometimes it's an actual rope. So the rope, if, you've, if you're climbing a rope for the first time it's, it's quite hard if you haven't practiced it um the main thing to do i mean if you, you climbed ropes before in gym when you were a kid or i don't think i have ever ever climbed up a rope i don't think it no no i don't think i ever have it's a skill it really... it's a skill that you don't really need <laughs> until, until yeah <laughs> yeah very much so and it, it, it's something which seems hard but, it... but actually oh, is it not? it's all technique no, it's all technique. Because if you if you do the, it's quite hard to explain it without showing. But it's essentially, what you want to do is, if you um, if you imagine crossing your legs, yeah, putting the rope in between your two feet, and then bringing your feet back over so that you're then kind of clasping the rope between yeah. your feet. If you do that, you can then um, use that to push it to to stand to you can let go of one hand because you're actually just standing on the rope right so if you do that then hold on with your arms and pull bring your legs up you can then clasp again and so you're never really using your upper body to power the movement up all you're doing is bringing your legs up to your waist clipping them on moving your arms up so that it's your legs actually doing a lot legs in your core doing a lot of your work um, um the, the question does that I make have, sense yeah but the question i have is, is how do you ever practice this where 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 do you find rope anywhere yeah that is that is the challenge actually with with some of the obstacles you just won't be able to to practice them because they're so specific actually if you're in london you can get down to the biscuit factory in bermondsey the climbing wall and they've got ropes there you can climb bizarrely really? i've been to the biscuit factory it's great isn't it I didn't probably go into the same bit. It's loads of different bits. Isn't is that it? where everyone else got healthy, but you came out with <laughs> <laughs> with biscuit? There wasn't a single yeah. biscuit there. I was angry, angry as hell. <laughs> You've missold me. But then there's also net netting you can climb up, and 
this is where there's a big net across. And what you want to make sure is just that you you almost use one of the, um, the bits of rope coming down as your middle ladder. So you put your hands, both hands on that, and you put your feet either side, and you, you make sure you keep on climbing on that central one. Yeah. When you get to the top, if you want to be quicker, you hold on to the top, you put your arms over, yeah. you cling on to the rope on the other side, yeah. and then you just flip your body over. <laughs> Are you joking? Are you saying, no? is this really what you do? Because this sounds like you're just making this up. Yeah, absolutely. You flip body over. Now, if you're not particularly strong, you haven't got good um, grip, um, it, it, you might not necessarily want to do that because if you let go, then you just fall. Um, so if you haven't tried it before, it's a bit of a high-risk strategy. But some of the nettings you get, they they run all the way down and they run quite fast. So actually, you can do that and start rolling. Oh, okay, yeah. Then um, another another obstacle that is always on the course are the walls where you have to try and get over a wall and they they can be quite tough by yourself especially an eight foot wall and so if you're strong enough you can do a muscle up if you if, if you don't know what that is um, the chances are you probably can't do it but it's essentially where you you put your arm you put your your elbows over the top and then you use your stomach and your elbows to push up and pull your body up if you if you're very strong, you'll be able to do that. But if you're someone like me, who's not particularly strong, you're looking completely perplexed. Yeah, Jamie. <laughs> so if you imagine you imagine the position, if you're at a swimming pool and you're yeah. chatting to someone yeah. who's outside of the swimming pool, so you've got yeah, yeah, you've got your arms over the top. So if you're in that position, it's pushing down on your elbows and using your core to pull yourself up. You yeah, can how actually can you even get into that position in the first place. So you just got to jump. So you have to jump, top. and then so you 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 have to do you basically have to be able to do pull ups. Yeah, pretty much, or at least one um, pull up in order to yeah, get or close your... to. Yeah, absolutely, and and so pull ups certainly help. And um, it, the good thing is, there are pull up bars everywhere. You go to a playground; it's full of what could be pull up bars, and. You... <laughs> That's the, that's the truth. No, it's true. It's true. Yeah. You could go to a gym, but the first thing you think of is you can go to a playground. Well, I guess with a gym, though, you'd actually you've got to have gym membership, and you, yeah, you get yeah. it. Whereas you could just go for a run and, and find pull-up bars everywhere. Go to a playground once when there's no children in there, mainly. Yeah, or, or, or do it. You know, impress the kids. They'll love it. They see daddy do pull-ups. But the, the wall technique as well. Have a look for, for Doug, actually, the Beard's videos. It's how to do walls, how to do Irish tables. And there's something called a leg kick where if you imagine you're, you've clasped, you've got one elbow over the wall. Yeah. On the, and you're, so you're, you're facing it with your side. You almost flick your inside leg up. And then you, when you bring it down, you use that momentum to, to twist your, your outside leg up and just try and hook it onto the top of the frame and if you can hook your leg there you can then push down on it and swing yourself over it probably makes such a with a video but the, the the key thing in all of these is actually it's it's sort of power to weight and to do with really strong core muscles and you and, you've done a you've done a lot of climbing haven't you in the past yeah so i'd, I'd say if, if i was to say anyone knew do things like British Winnie's Fitness, yeah. where it's boot camps, where it's um, it looks at you, your core, it looks at your, your glutes. 
so strong strong glutes strong uh, stomach muscles and then yeah climbing is brilliant because what people don't realize is things like monkey bars actually it's more important that you've got a strong grip than you've got really powerful muscles oh really yeah if you think about it you're not actually lifting yourself very much Okay. You, you, the in theory, yeah. with, a, with, a, with a monkey bar, and I'm not, I'm not brilliant at them um, because I've got very weak grip, unfortunately, because I don't climb anymore. But you're, I'm you're surprised almost... by that. I know. <laughs> well, now I've got a girlfriend. Is that <laughs> possibly why as well? But in, in, in essence, you're just, tra- you're just transferring movement with the monkey bars. You're, you're, you're transferring movement across yeah. rather than lifting up. Um, there's, you need li- with things like the hang tough where you get the rings. You need a little bit more power, but even there, it's just momentum and shifting momentum between uh, across rather than up and down. Yeah. And so, going climbing, yeah, bouldering is brilliant for obstacle racing. Yeah. And getting really good grip strength, you can you can use those. Oh yeah, those squeezy grippy things. The squeezy yeah. grippy things, yeah. But in in general, you you want to be a good runner depending on the course actually but a good runner who can do obstacles will always be a good obstacle racer who can run because the distances between these obstacles tend to be quite large oh, and really? I, yeah absolutely and unless you're doing a 5k a lot of obstacle races are, are quite far um, i'd say typically 10k to kind of 12 12 miles and so those kind of distances, I can take 15 minutes out of someone. And I'm not very good at obstacles, but it's very hard to take 15 minutes out of someone in an obstacle, uh, well, in a series of obstacles. Yeah. Um, so if you're really looking to, to do well, then work on your core, get your grip strength up. So and so it's focused. So, yeah, it just must be really difficult if you don't have a climbing wall near you and you don't have yeah. someone that has a rope. What do you do? I mean, like, you know, we're talking about Ninja Warrior and about those people that basically had to recreate the obstacle course on their in their back garden or in their garage or in their you know yeah that that's really the only way of of practicing it isn't it that's the only way of doing it is finding it something similar yeah absolutely practice crawling under barbed wire through puddles well you couldn't the thing is you can just crawl in the field quite easily and the fact there's no barbed wire there doesn't doesn't matter because you can still practice your technique and get used to that yeah and um but the I, i'd say you sort of do that with bmf anyway don't you you do a lot of rolling around in yeah. the mud and stuff like that especially in uh in winter and that gets you yeah, used you... to you know working out when you got like soaked and everything i suppose that's the other thing as well if you you know if you're a runner you're not used to probably not used to like getting wet and dry and wet and dry and yeah that must come up a bit of a shock to you with, with with some of these uh yeah and, and also what is what is very different is you can you can run as a fleety runner and run endlessly but actually you do need to have good leg strength to be a good obstacle racer so when i first started there were people who i was far faster than but within two miles of, of the start they'd be they'd be almost up with me because your legs get so worn down with all the climbing and all the lifting and the amount they're working that if you're not used to doing intervals or um, to, to, to going from reps into running, then you come out and your legs are completely drained and you've got no power. It would be similar, similarly to taking a road runner and then sending him up a, a really steep 
um, hilly course. They're going to hit that first hill and come out of it and have their legs shredded. And so if you want to get good at obstacle racing, a lot of it is intervals because you're you're running hard. You hit that obstacle, and you might then completely change your muscle groups. Yeah. So you're suddenly crawling, you're climbing, um, you're swimming, and then you've got to come out and start running again. So doing classes that replicate that. I mean, I'd obviously always advocate British British Fitness because that's what I do, um, and it's what our team does. It works really well for them. But you could do CrossFit. You could do um, your own session where I know, for example, John Album, world champ. He used to run home and he'd go to his local park. He'd run a mile, then he'd do squats, push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups, and he'd run another mile and he'd just continue doing those. And he'd end up doing something like 300 um, sit-ups, push-ups and 100 pull-ups over his session. And he'd just make sure that when he was doing those, he was doing them quickly as well. So his, his lungs are still burning. And he, you get so used to constantly transitioning and actually if you want to be really quick the quickest people it's the transition in technique in and out of obstacles but also in the ability to instantly pick up speed so have you got like any a, questions so it sounds like basically there's no actual like huge amount of magic to it there. it's like sticking with really really basic all-in-one movements um core legs upper body strength making sure you you're not carrying too much weight so you've got a good strength ratio and actually, not yeah, I mean, too it, much. I mean, grip, the grip things are, you know, I mean, don't, how do you know, that's just something you've got to work on if grip. Yeah, absolutely. And you can, you can do that just by hanging off a, off a frame and that will increase your grip or you can, you can pulling things along, dragging them along. But actually the, if you go bouldering, if you go climbing, now the obstacle races are getting harder and harder you if you're going into the more technical ones yeah. if you haven't done climbing before and you haven't done this obstacle then not impossible oh, to, really? to do yeah because unfortunately unfortunately as it progresses some of them are just very much about technique and if you haven't seen it and you don't know how to do it you look at it and go how does this make sense and it's you've got to get out there and practice so there are some places you can go um there's a place called the the obstacle. Uh, what's it called? The obstacle gym, I think it is. Oh no, there's a place called the playground near Cambridge. I think it's very good. There's Wild Forest Gym around Essex that you can go to. Um, there's there's probably quite a few others out there now. And just going along at a time, I'm sure of you phone up nuclear races or um you know doug with backyard jam he's always really open to, to training people and and places like mud school now do training weekends where they'll go to nuclear races and you can just go through um michael ridgely one of the guys who was going to be i'd suggested going along to one of his sessions as a warm-up for nuts oh yeah i think he's 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 a personal trainer but he specializes in in obstacle racing techniques using the nuts course and various other ones so yeah. he'll actually take you through the, the route and show you different techniques and that it makes such a difference to have tried it out before but the good thing is so as people I said, are actually specializing personal training in obstacle course racing yeah there's quite oh, a few of them now. Really? yeah oh yeah and and similarly with with ninja warrior now people are setting up um locations to have ninja warrior obstacles and you can practice and have a go yourself <laughs> where really yeah where? um the i I've, i can't remember where the ninja warrior one is i've seen a few 
post on Facebook. I'm sure if you go into the Mudsicle Facebook group and ask there, there'll 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 be lots of people who will point you in the right direction. But they technique is so important. I'm I'm I'm, I'm dreadful in my technique. I I lumber around. It's it's partly because I'm not very strong. It's partly because I'm so inflexible. But I can get by most things, uh, which should be hopefully filling most of you with with um, with joy that if if I can do it, essentially you guys can do it. But the good thing is about obstacle racing, it is about the challenge, the personal challenge. And if you can't do something, it doesn't matter. You, for some people, it's just about. Remember, we spoke to Steph, and she yeah. had to finish that rig. That was her challenge, even though she'd lost, and everyone had gone home. Essentially, she just had to do that rig. And so, once you get into obstacle racing, there will be some obstacles that you really struggle with, especially if you you're not used to. You can't do pull-ups easily. Then it it just be very hard for you. And it's great because that can then be a real focus for you, rather than just turning up to run 10Ks and trying to get a better time. With this, you can actually look at techniques. You can think about the muscles and you can practice. And then when you actually do it, it's such a great feeling. I have Especially never, you can then do it in a race. I have never, ever, ever managed to do a single pull-up. Have you, have you tried a few times? or? Yeah, I've never been able to do it. And it's, it's power-to-weight ratio. That's what it is because you, you'd be strong enough with my body. It's just that you obviously weigh... <laughs> You just weigh more than me. Uh, yeah, my power to strength ratio is great. If I have, yeah, if I combine different bodies, it would be perfect. But if I if I wore a backpack with, I mean, how how heavy are you? If you don't mind me, mind me asking. Thirteen uh, yeah, stone. You can add another stone and a bit to that. To fourteen and a half. So if you yeah. imagine me with three and a half kilograms of a backpack, if I had to try and do a, a pull up, then I might try that. Actually, no, I wouldn't be able to do it. I don't think. You should no, do, I wouldn't you be able to do, do that. What you should do, you should do like a, um, uh, like they're doing the Biggest Loser. Like, you know when the Biggest Loser, they lose all their yeah. weight and then they make them put all the weight back on in, with packs and stuff again. Oh, and do, do they? And do a race and see how, you know, how it feels to do it. What I should do is I should put, put weigh you down so you know how, how it's like me, for me running, well, I don't know what it's like for me running at the moment, but so you oh. know what it would technically be like for me running and then you you probably feel absolutely no sympathy for me whatsoever <laughs> but part of me thinks that actually the number of people i know who've been massively overweight and when they finally become a runner are so quick because their lungs and their heart are so powerful to have been able to power them as like a well steve way for example oh, yeah. well there's yeah. There's this guy at the running awards I spoke to who I think he's called the Mohican runner or similar to that. And he he was hugely overweight as well. Oh, and he's so got by the time Say again? He's got an amazing story. Yeah, yeah, he does, yeah. He's and he's crazy quick. So by the time they get to being eleven stone, their lungs and their hearts are just so powerful. They're crazy quick. And so, um yeah, I think if you can if you if you just get into to running and, and to these to, to to building your own you know you know building muscle, and and trying to do pull ups and sit ups and and push ups loads. By the time you lose the weight, you'll just feel fantastically quick. But the one thing I would say is when people are training, because it can be quite hard to know when to train, in in what proportions and how to mix running with with weights or with the uh, the core sessions. And you should what you should remember is if you're doing weights on your legs in the same day if you try and do 
um, say you do a morning session, if you then try and run that evening, you won't get the benefits of either because you're, you're, you're the way I don't, I don't remember the exact science behind it, but um, a sports scientist friend of mine was devising a plan for me telling about it in that you're, you almost need to be building muscle or you need to be using your muscles to uh, become more efficient with stamina. And yeah. so if you're doing things like a, a, a real interval session, intervals as in reps, not, not an interval running session. Yeah. Say you're doing reps or you're doing weights, you should make sure that it's a different, if it is legs, that it's a different day to, the, to when you're doing quick running or interval running oh, yeah, yeah. or tempo running. So just, just be aware of that. So for example, when I was full-on training obstacle racing, when I was in Newcastle, I do leg weights on a Monday and a Wednesday when I was jogging just doing slow runs and I'd be doing upper body weights on a Tuesday and Thursday when I was doing tempo runs and interval runs. You've so done upper body weights? Mind. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like what? These bad boys, yeah. <laughs> I tell you, well, I, I think I got up to 15 pull-ups at one point. So I know that the numbers are never that big, but I was pretty pleased with that. 15 pull-ups? Yeah. Maybe, maybe, I should just, maybe I should just set my sights really low and just one single pull-up, if I can achieve yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know how, I don't know what you'd do though to, I think you probably, there are some rhythms you can use to pull yourself up, but even just, get, if you go to a playground that's got a bar that's not quite off the ground, and then just hang, so your feet are still on the ground, but you're slouched forward, so that the majority of the weight is hanging rather than on your feet, you can then start trying to do pull-up like that, and work your way up. So actually, just hanging by hanging will improve your strength. Yeah, it will improve massively your improve your grip strength. Yeah, definitely grip strength. Oh, that's a re- that is a really really good tip. Because I would have thought that it was totally about your arm strength when you were across those bars and stuff. No, the because if you if you look at the just how fluid they are yeah. and how people move, there's very little engagement of really pulling yourself up some people do I and mean, some people just smash it out and are grabbing and grabbing and grabbing it's what but when you're swinging that's when you're actually just using you know converting potential energy into kinetic energy bit of a science lesson as well and then converting oh, this, back. Is, this is i actually there is far too much um education in this episode well there is but we there is so we can switch it now to some of the feedback from last week oh yeah come on time. here we go well, we've all been waiting for what is essentially the end of a saga. Um, people have been watching this this drama unfold. And I've just realised that actually Andy Parry's life is very similar to Game of Thrones. <laughs> he looks he looks like a Viking sort. He does. He's, um, he is. And, and I'm pretty sure we're going to find out at some point that Andy Parry was born under the bloody star of a sword or something, which then means that his sister is no longer his sister and his wife. So it turns out Andy Parry is no longer married. Oh, no. How, when did the divorce happen? It went well, officially on Facebook earlier yesterday or today. He announced, he announced that he wasn't married to his sister anymore. It was yeah. very disappointing. But then he announced he's not married to anyone anymore. But well, his, so basically, his... so all of... It... He has annulled all of his marriages in one, in one Facebook post. <laughs> he has. He's can you, can he's not he's that? not single. Can you do that? I never knew it was. For, I think it's just a, a um, you just change the status on your on your page and then it's good as done legally legally. Oh really? 
Yeah, but he's um, he, he has a, a partner. So, ladies, I'm afraid you can, uh, you know, he's, he's not up for grabs quite yet. But and she's the disparaging one, so uh, we've what, got sorry, to the I don't understand. I'm confused. So she, who's the disparaging one? I'm not sure if Sheena is as well, but his partner is disparaging one also. So he basically has. So it's actually the amount of people being disparaging him is increased 100. percent This situation is getting worse, worse by the week yeah. for him. He's, if he's you'd like only, to volunteer to be got, linked in some way to Andy Barry, all you have to do is slate him. He's not even married. He's being he's got divorced and he's still getting abuse both from his family and his wife, ex-wife. And I don't think his, she was even ex-wife. I don't think he was I'm not sure he's even married. He wasn't married in the first place. No, I don't know where this all came from. Or maybe <laughs> Well, I know where it came from. It came from you saying it was his wife. <laughs> that's, that's exactly where it came from. <laughs> there, might, there might be some truth in that. that that's possible. There, there actually, this reminds me slightly of um, the Bluth situation in uh, Arrested <laughs> Development, where where they found out that um, that one of the what's it called? I can't remember her name. Oh, the sister. His sister. Maybe. Out, pardon? Maybe. No, not maybe. Oh my god! Yeah, I suppose it is. There was a lot of incest in that, wasn't maybe there? Maybe in George Michael. Yeah, no, absolutely. Andy Power would be loving it. I was thinking, of, is it Portia de, de Rossi? What's her name? Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, and then she found out she was adopted, and then she what's it called? And then she was she was interested in uh, her brother again. Do you remember that? Bit? Oh god, which um, I don't remember that. Thank me. I probably blanked it as they. Uh, I've discussed. But, but right, so but this is this essentially isn't the first time you have made a factual error. Well, no, I mean it's happened once before. As there we are know. several. I mean, I actually think on the Facebook at the moment there are on the Facebook. I'm going back to its original thing on Facebook at the moment. There's actually several people going. Could you please correct what you said about <laughs> about me in the previous episode? To be fair, I think some of them are being a bit pernickety. Oh, are so. they? Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, the race for the Kings, I think I claimed it was 52 miles. And if I'd have run it, it would have been 52 miles because I'd have been tactical <laughs> enough to just... Jumping across stuff, jumping, yeah. across, jumping in stuff, sitting on the Remember back of Remember that scooters. the route is just a guideline. It's a guideline. <laughs> but um, in fact, I, I did finish that race, it turns out. So um, I finished in 16 hours in the top 500. Oh, you did. You, you, you relaxed on that one then. Yeah, I well the it was race to the king and um I didn't want to push it too much. So Lee Stewart has has now he's he's run that on my behalf. So I think we need to come up with a race that I have to run on on Lee Stewart's. Oh firstly, congratulations. Terrific performance. Um fifty four miles run, I believe. Is that what they said in the Facebook group? Am I in trouble again? Yeah. And uh but we've got to come up for a race that I'm now gonna run for Lee Stewart and um, hopefully not one where I then get in trouble for qualifying him for Boston or something like that but it would be quite funny if I did <laughs> especially sure. as you, you line up based on your number and your number is your, your time that qualifies you so you actually if you look around you everyone with a similar number is going to be a very similar time to you so we should get if we get Lee Stewart up there quite near the front that would be quality okay so another apology for a correction of the business name Filthy Stitches. Filthy Stitchy Bitchy. <laughs> what do we call it? I don't Stitchy know, Bitches. I, I, don't, I don't think there's any bitches in it. I think it's just called Filthy Stitches. It's Nancy Little's... Uh... 
I just assumed it rhymed because it, it should <laughs> I just do. Had it. Filthy stitches, bitches from Sitges. <laughs> <laughs> Switchy stitchy. Switchy. Switches the filthy stitches, bitches from Sitges. Yeah. Yeah, but what she has said is that, so just to just a reminder that um, that Nancy is a seamstress, and basically what she does is that when you have all the like, shirts left over, um, and you know all the, all the sort of tats that you get in your in your bags and stuff, but you never really know what to do. Well, unless you're you, and you pretty much wear it at any event possible. But most people yeah. most people realise that they they can't wear polyester or wicking material normally. So you know, or, or any of the t-shirts thing. So what do you do with them? You can turn them into blankets, cushions, bears, all sorts of stuff. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it's quality. It's absolute class. But she's at the moment, I... she's saying that she's fully booked at the moment. But if you want to, if if you're interested in doing that, go to uh, facebook.com forward slash filthy stitches OCR. Filthy stitches some... bitches. No, it's not. There's no <laughs> bitches in it. Just go to filthy stitches OCR and just repeatedly write bitches in the in the thing. <laughs> And you get a special discount code, where actually you get twenty percent <laughs> added on. It's a special Hellard uh, discount code. But we've we've also had um, in the group following up on our attempts to smuggle in names to Park Run. Uh, we've had a suggestion that we should actually start smuggling in messages onto Strava. So for one, Eddie, Eddie, our editor, he doesn't know what a Strava segment is. I don't know what a Strava segment is. What? I don't, I don't really Do you... understand what... You, you're always banging on about Strava, and I don't really know what it is. It's the best thing ever. So you do your run, and you upload it, and it shows you your run on the, on the, on the map. Yeah. It shows you your, your performance over that time, so it tells you what speed you're moving at different times. But if you run through a segment then it tells you your timing over that segment so for example if i ran to work yeah. i could create a half mile section uh, segment up a hill call it whatever i wanted and then every person who's ever run that segment is then in a leaderboard so you and mean so, every... so you mean a bit of a route yeah yeah absolutely that you can define yourself so you can create the most complex segments that no one will ever be able to follow so one of my segments i created in the math of sabla was when i was smashing it on the long day so i've turned that into a segment in the knowledge that that is pretty much never going to be beaten because no one's ever going to go to this random part of desert and race 10k along the exact route but it means that every single person who ever does that route is leaderboarded and compared but also every time you run that route it tells you if you've done one of your top performances. So it's quite a nice way to just track how you're how you're racing, but also you can then go out and take on other people's Strava segments. So um, Christopher Greenway, Greenaway, he has, uh, you'll like this, JD. Have you, have you seen the route he created? No, I didn't. So he's created a cycling segment that it's two miles long, that it looks as if it's a fairly common route. And... Um, in fact, it's been cycled by 787 people. The name of the segment is Cycling is for Pussies. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought you'd like. That's amazing. So anyone that does that, that'll come up as the segment. <laughs> yeah, and so whenever they do it, it'll say, you've run your second fastest Cycling is for Pussies segment. Or you were so. In fact, when I met, when I was talking to Laura Fountain in, um, I'm not sure if I've done something racist. I might have done something racist. Oh my goodness! 
I I I thought it was just quite funny, but oh, then no. actually it might be insensitive. So apologies, apologies. So Laura had um she'd been running down in uh, in Tottenham. Yeah. Uh, well, no, no, more Stoke Stoke Newington Way, and there's this one hill that I was training on years ago, and it's right in the um in the area Stanford Hill where a lot of Hasidic Jews are. And so I called the segment the Yid bit. Oh, my God. But I didn't really understand. Yeah, I didn't really realise that was a bad term at the time. <laughs> oh, my God. And so she'd, she'd run this route and she'd realised she was queen of the segment and she didn't want to be because she didn't want to be associated with it. So she then deleted her entire run. Um, but I've, I've since learned that that's obviously not a great name to call a segment so uh so I've rebranded rebranded what have you rebranded it as the bad boy running hill challenge <laughs> if anything if anything is comes up with a really boring name the bad boy running you know that previously there was something, <laughs> there was something racist sexist bigoted in there <laughs> but um i i've now i've because a lot of the segments that i've Names. I tend to call them um, either bad boy running related segments or um, things to do with like I've, I, when I was traveling around Europe with my previous role, I'd set up interval sessions and just call them the David Hellard interval challenge with the hope that people would go would at some point in their life would see a second one and suddenly think, what? Wait a minute. I'm sure I saw one when I was in this city. Um, but I think the challenge now is to try and smuggle as many quality names into Strava segments. And the great thing is they're unlimited. You can – any route you've run. So you can do the London Marathon. Someone suggested saying every single mile of the London Marathon, creating a new camel toe segment. So suddenly however many thousand people have used Strava for the London Marathon have had 26 different it's like- promos. It's, it's like you're hijacking people's routes. There's something quite brilliant yeah. about it. All you need to do is get there first, essentially. Yeah, uh, no, but you don't. No, you don't even need to be there first, because someone could have run it previously, and it will then retrospectively leaderboard everyone. So sometimes you might get an update saying, "So if that happens, it says you've lost your crown," and you might not have been the quickest person over that course. But if someone suddenly creates a segment where you have run previously, I think it then updates you to say you've lost your crown at that. And so you could do it on the London Marathon and thousands of people, I think, would get a message saying, you've just lost your crown of (laughs) whatever the phrase is. (laughs) So I think we should come up with some really stupid things where... I don't... um, I haven't haven't used Strava at all. I have no... I don't really know anything about it. I need to... You've got to run first. I need... (laughs) Really? Do I have to? I don't think so. You don't have to. You can go back on previous runs and load them up. Yeah, I'll. Um, but it sounds it sounds really interesting. Oh, there yeah, you can. We have some fun with that. Yeah. So, so people, you've got to you've got to come up with the most imaginatively named segment, and it's it's got to be in the context of what the route is. So you could do a segment on the Tour de France, for example, <laughs> which could be very humorous in French, or um, think of different races that people will be going through different conditions, and there is, there must be a fixed route for the 
the World Triathlon Championships in Hyde Park. So you could create a segment there that you know the World Triathlon Champions are going to go through and do some messaging about how we feel about triathletes. Oh, yes. Oh, brilliant. And I don't think this is something that people have really picked up on. On Strava, I've never seen... I'm, I'm the only person I know so far that I've, I've seen any segments that are actually interesting in some way rather than just A3 climb or something blatantly related to just where the location you're is. Gonna get, you're not going to get the Strava police coming and saying, uh, you, you're sorry, you can't... Um... Yeah, I think we will. Oh, really? certainly. Is I mean, that the was... aim? Yeah, um, uh, no, the aim is to get away with it. Definitely. <laughs> Wherever possible. So um, we also had... Uh, we had a, a sunglasses offer for the bad boy running groups, which some people flagged as spam for some reason. <laughs> so uh, if you were lucky enough to receive that sunglasses special offer, oh, you're welcome. You're this, welcome. This, we've got to do a massive thank you. Um, and the massive thank you um, is because um, if, you've, if you go to the, um, into the bad boy running um, Facebook group, if you're not part of the bad boy running podcast Facebook group, then much of what we're talking about probably gone straight over your head because these are the sort of conversations that are going on every week. But if you go to Facebook, search for Bad Boy Running Podcast and apply to join and um, join in the group. There's about 400 of us in there at the moment. Oh, 383. Just uh, 17 more and that's it. We hit 400. So if you Woo-hoo. if you have running friends who are easily offended, get them in the group. <laughs> Just push, to push us over the 400. They'll leave soon enough. Um, what you could do instead of instead of Facebook raping someone, log into the group and then invite all of their friends into the group, and they'll think it's the person who's you've logged in as. Now that is a good way to uh, stitch oh, up a, a mate. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. And it helps the bad boy running community with loads of random people. <laughs> exactly. We need what we need are more people uh, being judgmental and pernickety <laughs> about us in the group. Really, that's that's what we need. But um, but yeah, we've got a pin post in there, and basically on the pin post, um, we've got um, because um, yeah, so the, t- the uh, bad boy running t-shirts and stuff are at the at the printers at the moment, getting ready for the people that got them. If you didn't have a chance to get them, um, you can sign up for a little pre-registration list. So when we open them up again, you'll get first notification of that. So go in there and click on that. And we've also opened up um, uh, donations because we. Um, it costs some amount of money to uh, to run this, even though it's. I mean, when we say we run this on a shoestring, we really do. I mean, it, I know it sounds like it, but there is still <laughs> some cost involved. And um, it doesn't matter how many bottles of water that uh, David gets. Unfortunately, our uh, hosting company doesn't really accept bottles of water as uh, as payment. So uh, so we opened up for like a few donations, so you can donate for for various things. And um, we've got we've had our first donation from um, the man himself, uh, Nick Jenkins, who's, uh, who's uh, sent us some beer money. Thank you very much. Yeah. What a legend! So the quality of the podcast won't improve. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but we're smiling. But we'll be more oblivious to it. <laughs> yeah, in our minds, the quality of the podcast <laughs> has improved for the entirety of that pint, which is good. But thank you very much. It's it's much appreciated. And did, did you see the, the post by uh, Marie Pollitt about the bingo run? Oh, that looks amazing. Brilliant idea. I couldn't figure yes. out where it was, though. I couldn't figure really much out about anything. Can someone else read it and explain it to us? Because I'm struggling to really understand it. So it was, it was a two-mile loop, approximately, I think. So you go out on a lap, 
and everyone has you can be a team or you can run by yourself yeah everyone has three bingo numbers and their own bingo balls bag of bingo balls that's that's quite satisfying so you've got your own bag of bingo balls and when you do your lap you're allowed to pull one number out of the bingo ball bag <laughs> god this is pretty... bingo ball bag I'm, I'm... you're a ball bag (laughs) a bingo ball bag and if um if your number's there you then what's the word you'd use cross it it off what's it when you you stamp it you stamp it it. but obviously the chances of that are pretty limited so in theory you could only run six and a bit miles and then you've you've finished the uh the bingo run sorry 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 sorry. so you've got you've got your own bag yeah and so you've got you kind of go around and you've got to pull out. You try and get your three numbers. So it's so it's total luck. Completely. Oh you can my end god, up, that's amazing. I can't remember how many miles, how many balls there were in there. So you but could it sounded run like you could six do six miles or over sixty miles. Yeah, yeah. It did look as if you could end up running seventy miles <gasps> and not finishing. If you're oh. really unlucky. Oh, when is it? I I can't remember where or when because it, it did look like a genius idea. And I think it'd be really fun to do as a group because you never know who's gonna. Because someone could take the lead. Who's the, the the likelihood is the quick team will win. Well, yeah, it's it's, a, it's the ultimate leveler. Yeah, and and actually that was it's similar to in, in a bit of the concept of a race I wanted to do where I had a plan for a race where you'd run and quite often at junctions you'd have a choice of left or right and you can go either way and you don't know where you're going but one of them would be substantially further than the other and sometimes you might get an entire loop back where you then find yourself back on the course you've already run and you come up to the same junction again you've got to remember which way is the quicker way and I think that'd be quite fun as well where if you're really quick you might be able to blast your way and run a few an extra distance and get through but actually it's going to be pretty luck luck based as well but this one is properly pure luck oh it's good oh i like this yeah. oh yeah it's um third and fourth of september third and fourth of september i've got a feeling that's the same weekend as manvy mountain oh it's brutal if it is but guys i think we should get some do badders going along 24 hours oh my goodness oh yeah i like the idea of that yeah, oh, it's a twenty-four hour race. We could do twelve hour, twenty-four hour. So twenty-four. Does it say how many balls there are? Thirty. Okay. Oh, so sixty miles is the maximum you can run. Oh man, wow. that's amazing! That's amazing. You could run a hundred. So it's a twelve hour cut. Oh well, no, it can't be a twelve hour cut off. What? I don't understand. How can I have a twelve hour cut off? It's a twenty-four hour race. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> double the amount for the twenty-four hour race, but it's a twelve hour cut off. Oh, so that there's double the balls. No, there must be. Surely there must be double the balls. On a... So you could run 100, 132 miles. Cool. That's going to be punchy. And still do you DNF. Re- do you replace you... the balls? No, no. Once okay. they're out, they're out. Okay. So, yeah, that's, cool. that's it. You could run 130 miles and DNF because you haven't. Yeah, we've got the final ball. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounds oh, brilliant. Wow. Anyway, anyway, let's wrap that up there. That's pretty awesome. So yeah, I think yeah, I think I think that might be one for us to do. Yeah, find, yeah, out, whether, find so. out whether it's um it's that weekend. The uh... well, man versus mountains third and four. Oh, is it? I'm afraid. Oh no. Yeah, that's a big one in the calendar. It's the only race I've got in my calendar, other than Man v Lakes. It's always Man v something. It is Man, man v, v Bingo. Man v Hellard. Man, man v, v Bingo. bingo. <laughs> <laughs>
You could just you could just use that against anything. Are women not allowed on these races? Um, I that's a good point. Yeah, I, they certainly are. But um, I guess it's not quite as catchy. Man and, and women woman be and transgender. <laughs> man and women and transgender be like. <laughs> no, yeah. it's not as catchy. All right, then, man. Um, good speaking well, to you. Well, pleasure as always. And I'll uh, be uh, carry on being bad. The do badders. Stay bad. Stay bad. See ya. Bye.